Are we trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord? We are honored and grateful to once again have this opportunity. We do hope these messages are enlightening, challenging at times, thought-provoking, and help lead you to a deeper understanding of who God is, His expectations for His creation, and His expectations for the various relationships we have while here. Paul's letter to the church at Ephesus starts the fifth chapter in the book of Ephesians. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. This is the conclusion of some of the thoughts from the previous chapter, taking the church to uh, a side, talking about their former conduct, the old man that is corrupt, and that new man that is being renewed in the spirit of the mind, speaking one another truth, and our neighbors be angry and sin not. And the list continues on for a bit. And then in chapter 5, verse number 1, be imitators of God as beloved children. That last phrase is interesting, the one regarding children. We might look at this again in the future, as children have some unique characteristics that really align with the life of a Christian. Childlike, not childish, would be the conclusion of that lesson. Paul continues, walk in love, just as Christ also loved us and gave himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. He then seems to pick up on that list of, of thoughts of the shalls and the shall nots from the previous chapter, as he says in chapter 5, verse 3. But sexual immorality or any impurity or greed must not even be named among you as is proper among the saints. Continuing in the chapter, we get to the question we posed in the beginning, that we should walk as children of light, trying to learn what is pleasing to God. Trying to learn what is pleasing to God. That's an interesting sentence. I was reminded of a post, in a, recent, a post that I recently read on Facebook. You likely have seen it or heard of it or one like it. It starts by saying, I don't go to church. That doesn't mean I lack a relationship with God. I don't read the Bible every day, every week, or even every year. That doesn't mean I don't know God's Word. I don't get on my knees, fold my hands, and bow my head every night, but that doesn't mean I cease daily uh, that doesn't mean I cease daily conversations with God, and it continues on. Is this person trying to learn what is pleasing to God? I ask it again. Is this person trying to learn what is pleasing to God? I think no. They have defined what is pleasing to them, and they attribute it as to being pleasing to God. What were some of the things that Paul mentioned? You remember Paul, the one that the Lord appeared to on the road to Damascus? The one was taken to the third heaven, seeing things unspeakable. The one that was transformed as much as anyone could be going from one direction, which was against God, and right the opposite in favor of God, and penned by the Spirit of God, much of the words that we have today, that Paul, he said what? Lay aside lust and deception. These are good things, are they not? I mean, in the world we live in, deceiving people and, and, and fulfilling the lust, these, these aren't bad things, are they? While it seems like they don't belong together in the same sentence with summer coming and the new lines of summer clothes are out, causing one to look and, look and consider things that one really should not be considering, well, that is the order of the day. This is the world we live in to entice you to think about something you cannot have. But that's, while harsh, that's... The truth, I'm going to deceive you and entice you, but you can only look. You, you can't touch. Have we learned what is pleasing to God? 
The book of Proverbs has a lot of wisdom that we seem to have learned little, if anything, from. On the same subject in Proverbs 23, for a harlot is a deep pit, and a foreign woman is a narrow well, the imagery. Surely she lies in wait as a robber and adds to the treacherous among men. Who has woe? Who has sorrow? Who has contentions? Who has complaining? Who has wounds without cause? Who has redness of eyes? Those who linger long over wine. Those who go to search out mixed wine. Do not look on the wine when it glistens red, when it sparkles in the cup, when it goes down smoothly. At the end, like a serpent, it bites, and like a viper, it stings. Your eyes will see strange things. Your heart will speak perverse things, and you'll be like one who lies down in the heart of the sea, or like one who lies down on the top of a mast. They struck me, but I did not become ill. They beat me, but I did not know it. When shall I wake? I will seek yet another fornication drunkenness neither are illegal in the world we live in matter of fact both are encouraged are they not in the world we live in these two things alone have cost humanity like few other things have cost the extreme that some will go for sex is beyond belief the demand certainly guarantees there will be supply more is being said about the sex trade uh, in the past few years than I recall earlier in my life. Someone is being forced to have sex with a stranger over and over. And the lines still form, don't they? God shared over and over, this is not good. This is not good for man. This is not good to man to the point this one is wrong outside of marriage. This one wrong, when it is outside of marriage, sets this apart from all other sins. Listen to what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 6. Flee sexual immorality. Every other sin that a man commits is outside the body, but sexual immoral man sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is sanctuary, the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? You don't own your, it's not your body. For you were bought with the price, therefore glorify God in your body. I know we've shared this before, but it's worth repeating. At the climax of that event, the brain releases masses amounts of oxytocin and dopamine. Oxytocin, or the love hormone, is thought to provoke feelings of connection and bonding with the partner with whom the experience is shared. This chemical is key in the contractions that are part of childbirth and the lactating that happens after childbirth. And as, men as mentioned, it is also the chemical messenger to the brain that gives the following messages. Trust, recognition, attachment, bonding. Are we learning what is pleasing to God? What is pleasing to God in regard to sexual fulfillment is what? Two people that are committed for life to one another. Trust, attachment, bonding, recognition. Consider what this does to someone that are strangers just in it for the rush. The messages they get are the same, and yet the outcome is vastly different because in that relationship, there is no trust. 
There is no attachment. There is no bonding. There is no recognition. There are none of those things. And yet, that's what the brain is telling them from the act. Can we at least partially understand the wisdom of the Almighty? That sexual immorality, when man sins with sexual immorality, it's against himself. Stay away from wine. It will not reward you with what you think. Do not be deceived. God giving his law to his people, the Jews, as outlined in the Old Testament in the book of Deuteronomy, also the book of Leviticus. Over and over and over and over, it is said, be careful, be very careful to observe God's words. Whatever I'm commanding you, Deuteronomy 12 and 32, you shall be careful to do. You shall not add to nor take away from it. That Facebook post wants us to believe that God is this unloving dictator that enjoys forcing his people to live in the most miserable ways. God cared. God cared enough for man, even those that worship Facebook more. He had a plan before the world was even created, and that plan included sending his son from his throne room down to earth to walk among man and what? Share more of God's wisdom. In 1 John chapter 5, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God, and everyone who loves the one who gives new birth loves also the one who has been born of him. By this, we know that we love the children of God when we love God and do his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. His commandments are not burdensome for everything that has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the overcoming that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is the one who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the son of God. What was that? His commandments are not burdensome. They are not difficult to obey. Many of which, as we've looked at a couple, are for our own good. So we can believe that maybe God doesn't know that much after all this thing I'm looking at. It can't be that bad. Do not participate, Ephesians 5, in the unfruitful works of darkness. Unfruitful is what? There's nothing at the end. But instead, expose them, for it is disgraceful even to speak of the things which are done by them in the secret. Do not be deceived. There's that word again, 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Bad company corrupts good morals or manners. Become righteous, soberly minded, and stop sinning, for some have no knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. Running with the wrong crowd, there's a lot of truth to the following. You are the average of the five people you associate with the most. Take the five people you spend the most time with, average them, and that is you, or that will become you. Others have a huge influence on us. That's the message of God. That influence can be a positive or a negative. On account of this, do not be foolish, Ephesians 5 and 17, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Paul goes into the marriage relationships, covers some of the things necessary for it to work. One party lives for the other. Husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church. Love gives. Christ gave himself. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Love gives. To say that you love God, to say that you respect God and to build your own system of life and faith and belief is nothing but deception, unfruitful. There is no love of God. There is no respect 
for him. There is no respect for his son if our will is not yielded to his will. He who does not obey does not have the love of God abiding in him, said his son. What does the Lord require? That was a question addressed in the Old Testament in Micah, some 700 years before Christ came to the earth. He has told you, O man, verse 8, what is good? And what does Yahweh require of you but to do justice and to love loving kindness, to walk humbly with your God? From the Amplified Bible, what does the Lord require of you except to be just and to love and diligently practice kindness, compassion, and to walk humbly with your God, setting aside any overblown sense of importance or self-righteousness? By the way, this is repeated in those list of things in Deuteronomy chapter 10. Everything that God has given can be kept. It is only grieving to us when it is something we want to do when it's the opposite of what we have been asked to do. That's childish, not childlike. God does not require the impossible of us. Love, joy, peace, all of those things come only when we are all in agreement. The Facebook closes with the following. I believe in God because I've felt him. I've heard him all of my own accord. Yeah, there it is. All of my own accord. There's that closing statement, friends. It's all about me. God, you work on my terms. History is bearing record that we are living in a time of the world, at least the world that I live in, that it is we have never been so wrapped up with self. Never mind that we live in a country that has freedom like few others, yet we don't allow just anyone to come in on their terms, to come into our country and do things their way. Do you go to Walmart and shop according to your terms? Paul said it, perhaps not the first, perhaps not the last, for they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator. Come unto me, all ye who weary and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I am a gentle and humble in heart. You will find rest for your souls. For there is a yoke, but my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What? You. You come to me when every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. That's God's plan for man, regardless of man's plan for God. Who are you going to favorite on Facebook? Man, God. Man's plan, God's plan. Our time is gone. Thank you very much for joining us. We look forward to visiting with you next week at this time. Until then, we bid you a very blessed day.